everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Renee Sabo, the founder and owner of Urban Soiree, all about the ins and outs of mentoring. We chat about what actually is a mentor, why you might benefit from one, and how to know if you're making the right investment for your business. A little bit about Renee is that Urban Soiree produces elevated and romantic celebrations through full-service wedding planning and design for couples on the East Coast and destinations worldwide. Renee is the host of the Confetti Hour podcast and offers one-on-one mentoring options for wedding professionals. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn more about Renee and say hello online. Also, before we start today's show, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Are you feeling stuck in your business and thinking about working with a coach? I'd love to help. Each month I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for wedding photographers to tackle whatever is overwhelming you. Whether it's help with your website, your social media and marketing strategy, to the ins and outs of running your own small business. I can help you take the overwhelm out of your everyday and help you focus on your next steps to achieving your goals. If you're just starting out or a few years in and looking for a coach to help guide you in the right direction and help keep you accountable, let's chat. Visit www.twitchanae.com and click on the work with me button in the menu to find out more and schedule your discovery chat today. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Renee, can you say hi to everyone? Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi, Janae. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. I'm so pumped to talk about the ins and outs of mentoring. Such a good topic. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think it's a really good topic too, especially uh, in the last few years. I think there's been a lot of education and and other mentoring. So I love this topic. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to dive right in. But before we do, uh, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you got started. Oh, perfect. My pleasure. Uh, Well, so my name is Renee, like Janae mentioned, and I own a company called Urban Soiree. I'm a full service wedding planner and designer. And I do have a podcast uh, called The Confetti Hour, where I also chat with fellow wedding professionals. And so check it out if you guys like podcasts, which I'm assuming your audience does if they're listening to us today. So yes, of course. (laughs) I'm based here in Boston, but I service New England and destinations for my weddings. And yeah, it's it's a wild uh, roller coaster as an entrepreneur, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so I kind of um, all of these experiences have led me to this side of my business where I do the podcast and the education. So I also do speaking for certain topics and I really enjoy um, getting to know everyone on like other fellow you know creatives in the wedding industry and helping our community to be better than it was, you know, years ago. So it's, it's really an honor to, to be here today, but also just to get to have a voice in the industry. I think we all do have a voice, you know? Yeah. I love that. No, it sounds so similar to myself where I wanted to help educate wedding photographers and and not get taken advantage of. And I was just tired of the rhetoric um, that I was seeing. So this how TWGNA came to be in the podcast and my own education. So I'm, it sounds so similar. So I'm so happy that you're here. 
Yeah, definitely. I know it's so funny. I just wouldn't want people to go through some of the things that I had to experience and not that anything was overly horrible. Obviously I'm still here and standing and being a wedding planner, especially after the pandemic. But I think it's just nice that the industry's made this shift and that we are more of a community. You know, I wouldn't want younger planners to not know the information that I know, because if we all know the same, um, you know, information, then it lifts us up as an industry entirely. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I mean, you're all, you're not in competition with each other because your clients are different. So it's, you know, that, that you don't have to hold anything back. It's, it's better. Yeah, I agree. for sure. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk about mentoring. Um, I do coaching myself and, and mentor a couple of people. So I would, you know, before we jump in and people who are listening, maybe they're like, I don't even know what a mentor is. Maybe you can just explain what having a mentor is for our listeners. Oh, absolutely. So I think there's all these terms that fly around, you know, there's coaching, there's mentoring, there's um, just like online courses and all these things. And so I love that we kind of dissect what mentoring actually looks like, because to me, I feel mentoring is a long-term relationship with someone. So if you're the mentor and then the mentee, you know, there's different, um, there's different responsibilities that on both sides, actually. And I know we'll get into that a little bit, but I think, you know, the easiest way to explain is that a mentorship should be a long-term relationship. It should be a partnership. It should be with two people who want to be in a mentorship that, you know, the mentor wants to mentor the mentee just as much as the mentee looks up to and wants to learn from the mentor. And to be honest, I think that people learn a lot from each other in a mentoring relationship. So I think it's kind of an emphasis on that long term, whereas a coaching opportunity could be maybe one or two times, but you're not getting a consistent check in or, you know, it's it's not as long term um, as a relationship. Right, right. So why do you think having a mentor is important? I honestly think it's just it's just added insurance, right? We spend so much time and money putting like things into our career. And I can talk broadly, not just for small businesses, but also for people who work for other companies. And I mean, have you ever just been trying to figure out a problem and you're like, I feel like I'm all alone figuring this out. It's really stressful. Uh, and I just don't think it has to be that way. Right. Like, it's just nice to have that sounding board and someone who you respect to help guide you through, um, different situations. We serve an industry where no event, no client, nothing is ever the same. I mean, sure, you can have your processes and you can have different things um, that are streamlined. But at the end of the day, every project's pretty unique. And that can be really overwhelming to deal with by yourself. Uh, even when I worked for venues in my past, uh, I say my past life, because <laughs> as a business owner, I've aged like 80 years in the last five years. But <laughs> I think that even when I was working for a venue, I had those mentors like, sure, they're a little more built in uh, for the companies I was working for. And they just ended up being natural mentors. They didn't even realize they were mentors to me. Uh, but I would be nowhere without the people who have walked me through all those crazy situations. And um, and even the things that aren't crazy just simply helps me be a better professional. And I think that's the beauty of a mentor and why it's so important. Like, I honestly think that the world is shifting this way and a little more receptive to help. And if you aren't leaning in toward 
leaning into some type of education or continuing to be self-aware of what you need to learn and grow to get to the next step in your career, or maybe just to strengthen what you're already doing. I think there's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that everyone should have a mentor? I don't necessarily think that. I think that it just depends on what type of education fits you best. I, I do think that mentoring is the most bang for your buck, if I would say. Like it's it's a little more expensive, but it's just being able again to have that long term someone checking in with you, troubleshooting things. And in the long run, I just think people think more things stick when you have someone that's keeping you held accountable, right? Yeah. So- Coaching is awesome for some people. It depends on the situation too, right? Like for me, if I want to learn something about, you know, social media or how to do reels, like I find like sometimes those online courses or coaching is helpful for like a very specific topic. Um, mentoring is, I think it would be a yes. Should someone have a mentor if there's several areas where you want to see, you know, really good growth, like in your business or your career? Yeah, I love that. I agree. I think, you know, I had a mentor in photography school, Joe, I've talked about a bunch. And, you know, it just takes that one person to just spark what's inside of you and then help you sort of flourish it. Yeah. So without him, I, I wouldn't have like really started my own business or really pursued it in a way other than for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of need someone, I like that, to push you and help you, help, you know, hold hold you accountable. And then, you know, if you have questions, you know, feel comfortable asking. I feel people get really shy and nervous and intimidated to ask for help. I think so too. And I think the reason I love this topic so much is because it's, it is explaining that mentoring isn't just somebody maybe in our life that's made a difference because I think we all have that. I mean, how could we not? I, Mm -hmm. Past business, you know, past like bosses I've worked for are incredible mentors to me. And I would say that they like being a mentor to me, but I think a paid mentoring relationship, they're a little different too. And there's beauty in both, you know, like I, I just think both are so helpful for personal and professional growth that I think you just have to find the right fit for you. But at the end of the day, like, we, you can't do everything yourself. You know, there always has to be a level of you're learning something new or else why life wouldn't be that interesting. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I posted on Instagram yesterday that some of the billboards in New York city are hand painted and I was sharing so random story, but I, I showed like a picture of a video of people doing it. And I can't, even begin to tell you how many people have commented like that's real. Like they really do, you know, like they all learn something new. And I was like, see, you always learn something new. <laughs> I, I help them. I know. I literally don't go a day without learning something new about my job. And I've been, you know, in the industry over like 11 years or so. So it's, it can be a little uh, exhausting, but it's also really exciting. And again, just like having someone there to go through that wave with me is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I 100% agree. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about if you are the mentee, right? And like sort of expectations and mindset, you know, what? what is, maybe you could just share some tips for people listening on, on how to get the most out of their mentor. Like what kind of mindset should they be in? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a few things that come to mind. And the first one would be to just be open minded about their advice. And um, also keep in mind that they're 
they, they need some time to process what you may be needing from them. And so, um, well, it's like easy to spew off like all these questions while you're in your session and stuff like that. It, it could be better to come a little prepared and, and really like be upfront at the beginning before you even hold a session with them. Um, what the expectations are, uh, both of you, like what, what are you hoping to get out of your mentor and making it really clear just so that they can help you best, you know? So I, I have uh, mentoring for planners that I should have mentioned at the beginning of the episode. That's a big clue into our topic, obviously. <laughs> so passionate about it, but I, I do mentoring for fellow planners that are within five years of their business, because I feel that that's a good fit for me. I've been in the industry longer than that. Um, anything above that probably wouldn't feel like a great fit. Like that is the demographic I feel I can really help, you know? Uh, and what I ask of my mentees before we get started is just to have a conversation and me figure out like why they're looking for a mentor because a lot of times people just have like one question, but they don't realize kind of the potential of what the relationship could be and how I can really help them. And so I would say from a mentee standpoint, just kind of being doing some inner work yourself to figure out, okay, why do I want this mentor to help me? What is it that I look up to them about that I would want to maybe learn? Uh, what are your burning questions? Um, and then also being a little realistic about how much you can actually get done in like one session, you know, mm -hmm. kind of prioritizing what is most urgent. So in, in the last year and a half, you know, I hate bringing up the pandemic, but it's the world we're living in. Right. And, um, I, that kind of shifted a lot of my mentor mentoring sessions because I was helping my mentees alongside me navigating it, but them navigate conversations with clients and contracts and, um, I think it was just really nice when they would say, you know, I know we were supposed to talk about this, but I'm really struggling right now because of this. And they gave me like a week or so to at least just mentally come into the session and know what we're going to go through as opposed to it being not as productive if they asked me on the spot, like when we go in. So yeah. just a bit of pre-planning and, and getting to know what you need is really helpful. Yeah. And then like setting maybe expectations of what the outcome would be like, what would be like your desired outcome? Like, do you talk about that stuff with them? Absolutely. I, I'm very structured with it and I learn a lot from other people. Like I said, like other mentors that I've had, but, uh, basically like kind of having a realistic action plan of what we can actually accomplish within the time. And I'm pretty honest about that beforehand. Um, and kind of just having an agenda and then leaving a little space at the end of it to like, any things that popped up because there's always like a hundred things that come up within one conversation, you know, yeah. um, during the session, I try to take notes. Um, and I put a list of follow-up items that I may have. And I know we'll get into kind of what a mentor can do too, but this might lead into it, honestly, um, is that I do have some set topics that to kind of get the ball rolling. I kind of suggest to, my mentees, like if they are interested in, you know, working with me as a mentor, that these are some topics that I've, I've done a lot of work, uh, building as a mentor. I have resources. Um, I tell them I'm an open book. I, I want them to succeed. So I am happy to even send them my processes. They can tweak it and make it their own. So I think like, that's nice as a mentor to have a baseline of some of the strong 
you know, topics you can help with. So for example, um, working with budgets and your clients, that's a topic that I do, um, you know, streamlining their design process with a client. What does that look like for their business? Or, you know, there's just all these different topics you could already pre-shell out. And then when you're getting into the conversations with your mentee, it's kind of can take shape, right? So you have a foundation and a framework of advice, but then as you get into it, they may need something else. And it just allows you not to start from zero when you're sending off resources after the session. Yeah, I love that. So you, so I, it kind of sounds like, you know, to have a, a productive mentor session yeah. for you and everyone attending, like you go in prepared with, you know, like maybe you have five topics that you're like, these are, I'm experts. I'm an expert in these five topics and I can walk you through this from start to finish. And then you like veer off to what maybe they want inside of that topic. Yeah. That's the way that my, you know, my structure works. I find it's really helpful for how I'm offering services also like fitting it into my day-to-day operations, you know, Mm -hmm. that if there, there are always hundreds of topics that we could talk about. And so I like to leave space for custom creating some of those. And I just kind of have due dates of if they did want to talk about something more creative, then I need to know, you know, so most of my mentoring sessions, I schedule for the next month, right? So one a month, uh, and it can be a six month long relationship. It can be three months. I mean, it could be ongoing. That would be the dream. Cause I love getting to watch my mentees succeed, you know, and actually helping them. But it, the, I understand budget isn't always necessarily there for that. So when it's like a three or six months, I find it's a night, it's a nice options to be able to, you know, okay, this month we're going to do this. And then at the end of that session, let's talk about what next month might look like. And then two weeks out from your session, just let me know if you're, if you change your mind about talking about those topics. And that's just so I can best repair, obviously, but it's also nice for them because it's not as, I don't need them to shell out every topic every month for six months. I, I don't think that's the way life works. Unfortunately, <laughs> as a planner that kills me because I'd like to have my whole year planned out. But uh, I, I think that there has to be a level of balance with it and respect to each other to know that it's a relationship that will evolve. And this is just the framework and the structure, the way we're going to work together, but like we're here for each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And it kind of seg- segues into my, my next question was going to be, you know, maybe you can share you know, some of your best practices for maintaining a good relationship between the mentor and the mentee. I think that's really an important and maybe insensitive, you know, pain point too. Yeah, I can imagine it could be really sensitive. And I, I I won't lie. I mean, when I started being a mentor and selling those services, there were definitely some learning experiences that I had getting to this point where I feel it's mutually beneficial. Um, And I always treat my mentees like they're the client the way I would, you know, if a couple hired me for their wedding. And so I think that from a mentor standpoint, I think that is something that's really important that if you are going to sell services to coach or mentor, like you have to take it just as seriously as you would if you're hiring, if a client's hiring you for their event. Um, I, I see a lot out there where people are like, oh, I sell this for 500 bucks and it's mentoring. And I just feel like there can be a letdown sometimes to the mentee if they're not organized and they haven't really put some intentional thought behind helping a mentee. Like it's not enough just to say I'm a mentor. Right. Right. Um, And so I think like on that side of things, being able to 
articulate as the mentor, what you can do for the mentee and, and always being honest with them, um, and kind of having this welcoming space. And I think like creating that, you know, environment and in partnership, like for me, I I'm a cheerleader to all my mentees and they're just as much a cheerleader to me. Um, to be honest, we become friends because through the process, because I want them to succeed, but likewise, I learn from them. So I think it's just like, even though you are the mentor, also putting your ego aside a little bit and, and knowing that it's a relationship too. So right. it's a delicate balance for sure. And then on the, on the mentee side, you know, best practices for maintaining a relationship, like I said, is just to be super honest about what's serving you and how the mentor can help and giving them, you know, that information in advance of what you're going through. Um, other things that are very helpful is establishing the boundaries, right? I, I think it, it, in this digital age, we struggle with it with clients, you know, DMS, texts, calls, emails out of the blue, depending on the relationship you have with them. I think you should talk about what that looks like at the beginning. And so for my mentees, I don't mind that they email me throughout the month. If, if they have a small question, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it's super loaded and they need to get on an hour call, well, that, that, starts to cut into what I charge for. And it's not really fair to other mentees. If I charge one person, I don't charge the other. So there's a, there's a happy balance with it, but it's something that we talk about before they even hire me. So like, what does this relationship look like? Um, I don't love DMS and texts personally as a mentor, but some people don't mind. So I think like, just like you would with a client, what does that look like? Um, on both ends, like what is, does the mentee like the process of the mentor and um, vice versa? So I just think if you if you don't talk about these things and you don't talk about the expectations up front, I think that's where there's room for disappointment. And no one wants that in this situation, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, especially when it's about your business, you know, like you want, I think, um, well, I can speak for myself. Like I want my coaching clients to like succeed and surpass me and, you know, reach their goals. And I want to help bring them uh, to that point. You know, I want to help get them there or at least tangible. And, you know, I just, I always wanted to be open communication and open feedback. And, you know, it's luckily it's been great. You know, I can see them grow and book their clients that they want. So I think, you know, just setting the groundwork from the beginning is so important to having a good relationship and where you have a good, you know, last phone call, you're like, okay, you're on your own little bird. See you later. <laughs> you know, come back if you need me. <laughs> exactly. And I, I mean, I won't lie, like as a mentor, sometimes in our busy season, I think there's also this level of knowing what you can handle. So like, I only take two mentees on a month and that for me is a decision because i I feel bad if they can't get in touch or if that does come up, you know, yeah. and if I can't handle it. So I think um, that's such a good point, though. Like, oh, you can't just let them fly and then come back, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a check in and, and again, just setting the expectations of what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, I'm going to keep you accountable. I'm going to bug you to you hate me. And then you're gonna be like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. The, I had a question like, what if you have, a, um, a mentee who doesn't do the work and they're, and they're disappointed in the outcome. Like what mm. kind of conversation is that? You know, I, you know, I feel Hard, yeah. that sometimes, you know, that people put a lot of expectation on the mentor, like to deliver this outcome. But in reality, 
at least from my perspective, it's really up to the mentee to do the work. Like I can lead you, I can show you the way, I can tell you exactly how I did things and like how I'm successful in an area. But if they don't show up, if they don't do the work, it's not going to happen. Like, how do you, or have you ever had to deal with that? And maybe you could just share some advice. I feel fortunate that most of my mentees, I, maybe it's just the energy I bring. Like I bring that at the very front. I'm even my team on site. They I'm notorious for being a little intense and living and breathing events. And they're like, okay, Renee, we get it. Um, but I'm very much at the beginning. Like you're only going to get as much as you're only going to get as much out of this as you put in. And I can help guide you, right? You can guide someone, you can guide the horse to the fountain, but you can't force them to drink. So um, I think that's, that helps at the beginning, having that conversation, but even throughout the sessions, like I'm pretty honest with them that, you know, you need to put in the work. Like it's, it is really hard, especially right now with a lot of the world just reopening overnight, but it's, it's it. Why pay to invest to have someone help you if you aren't going to take the time to put it to work? Um, if you sit on it, you're just going to continue to rack up issues. You know, it's like the way a car, if you don't keep up on the maintenance with the car, or get it fixed, like the car is going to break down. And that's the way a business and your career is too. Like you can't just be over serving in one area and not working on other things. And especially for people who are in their own business. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get that luxury. <laughs> like I'm always drowning in client emails right now. But at the end of the day, I also have to make payroll and I have to figure out that side of my business. And so when it comes to like this type of stuff, uh, I think it's important to maybe set aside some time and as the mentor, maybe checking in with them at that next session to say, okay, here's your homework between last month to this month. I'd love to see you at least get through these three things. Um, and then let's check in on it. The first thing we do when we get on our next call. And so again, you have that person to hold you accountable, but then as the mentee, you get this outline, uh, that after the session and you're like, okay, this is helpful. I can do these three things. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I hire, uh, Michelle Loretta for financial advice and she manages some of my stuff. And some of you may have heard of her cause she's really great in the industry. Um, and she's so good about doing this with me because I'm like finance, like I have no idea what she's saying to me. <laughs> and, but I, anything that I spend in my business, I'm like, what, what did Michelle say I'm allowed to do? So <laughs> this is, this example is that it is overwhelming sometimes, like what you're sharing with a mentee. And, um, sometimes for the mentee, like I can feel it's overwhelming to dive in and do all this stuff, like in an hour, like you're, it, it's impossible for you to, save the world in an hour. That's how I always say it. So having like those three digestible steps or whatever that looks like for follow-up, I think is really helpful. And, um, it can kind of just hold you both accountable. And, um, that's something that I was saying, Michelle does, she follows up from our sessions, like, okay, here's where you can find everything. So you can go through everything that we went through, but here are the three things that you absolutely have to do by next month. And for me as a busy business owner, I'm just like, thank you. (laughs) Like, I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Uh, for sure. Oh, Michelle's a good friend of the show. She's been on twice and we've had a lot of pl- guests on who rave about her. So yeah, we all love Michelle. She's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I figured as much. And I, um, I think I actually listened to one of her episodes on your show a while back. So I love it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I think my last question is going to be, how do you find a mentor? Like, what would you say is a good way 
um, say you're you've listened to this episode, you're like, all right, I really want to I want to work with someone. How would you suggest they start looking for people? That's such a good question, because I do think that it can be a little hard to find um, mentoring versus coaching, like I said in the beginning. But ultimately, I think that you could start to reach out to people within your network and see what people. So if you what category are you in? Right. So if you're a floral designer and you're looking for a mentor who is a fellow floral designer in that realm of style and, you know, business that you look up to, um, I would say start asking around within your community to see if that is an offering that people have for me, it's like right on my website. So if someone's looking for a planning mentorship, they can easily go and see what that, those services look like. Um, but I can't say that everyone's like that, honestly. And so I think, uh, you know, leaning on your community to kind of find some people is helpful. And then, you know, you may look into like education and, you know, Megan Ely, who has wedding industry speakers, which, um, is how we were connected. I feel like you could look at some of their websites, some of the speakers on there, um, NACE, ILEA, like any like associations you can like ask, um, if you know someone offering mentoring services, um, and then just kind of clarifying if it's mentoring versus coaching is really important. So I wish there was like one site where people just listed their mentorships. That would be really a brilliant idea, actually, <laughs> Janae. So now I'm like, Ooh, new business idea. I but- think we just, I think you just created a new business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. Cause that's a good question because it is tough to find the right person. But, um, you know, the people that find me are usually fellow wedding planners that follow me. And I post about when my mentoring spots open up. And so if you're following people you look up to, just take note and ask them if they offer those services. And if they do, it will be pretty clear that they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I do like a couple of stories. Um, I, I also take two, two co- I do coaching. So coaching clients for me is two, two a month. Um, but I have actually long-term coaching now. So like the spots have already taken. So I won't have any coaching open up probably till the fall, which is wonderful, you know, and, and then it's just um, T with Janae. Basically, people can go there and they can see. And I've tried to keep it separate from my, you know, wedding photographies, just so it just doesn't confuse my client. I don't know if you've done that, too. Oh, yeah. I learned that early on, like with the confetti hour and the podcast, like I was posting on Urban Soiree and my wedding stuff, and it was just a little confusing. So I agree, like kind of separating it out. And um, yeah, most of my mentees or people that um, find me for speaking, you know, it they kind of find me through the confetti hour. So I love that you have the separate brand as well. I think it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to keep it easier. It's a little bit more work. <laughs> But it's definitely less confusing for, I think, the people looking at it or trying to find you or looking for a mentor. But yeah, you should definitely make this site for everybody. I think we like this idea a lot. I know. I'm like, wait, add it to my bucket list. (laughs) I do write a book, create a mentoring (laughs) website. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, Renee, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm, I'm so like honored to talk about this topic because I do um, I just have such respect for your show. And I think it's the perfect space for us to be talking about it. So thank you for having yeah. me. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, I'm so excited. And let's tell everybody where they can find, about, uh, find out more about you, your services, your mentoring and say hello online. 
Awesome. Well, so you can primarily find me over on Instagram at urban underscore soiree. My website's urban-soiree.com. And there is a little note about mentoring if you click um, on that page, if you are interested. (laughs) Uh, And you can also check out the Confetti Hour, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, anywhere you tune into podcasts. And you can find me at the Confetti Hour on Instagram and on the, the interweb. So Awesome. Cool. Yeah. You guys can just swipe on up right now. Click on the links in the show notes and uh, let Renee know that you've listened to today's episode and what your biggest takeaway was. And um, if you had any questions about mentoring or working with her, she would love to hear from you. So Renee, thank you so much for being here. This is so amazing. Thank you so, so much for having me. Well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. A big shout out and a big thank you to Renee for being our wonderful guest today. It was such a pleasure to getting to meet you. And I can't wait for our audience to find out more about mentoring and hopefully work with you. So if you guys want to find out more about Renee and her services, don't forget to swipe on up, click on those show notes and let her know you listened to today's episode. Thanks, you guys. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.